What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the soon-to-be-named, the as-of-yet-unnamed MCU podcast from the peoples at For All Nerds, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how we do, covering everything MCU-related, and right now, we are on the third episode of WandaVision. Yes, yes, we are. The third episode of WandaVision. But before we get into all that, it's your boy... For those who don't know me, DJ Ben, I mean, a.k.a. Black Adam Warlock. Okay. Very good. Okay. You you, you, you going over across uh, universes. I like it. Very cross nice. universes, Nicely a.k.a. Done. Big Red Dread. Okay. Nicely done. Nicely done. And we done. All right. <laughs> and he is joined by myself, Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess, a.k.a. Agatha, Harkness is spreading. The oh, darkness is spreading. Oh, oh. Fumble yeah. at the goal line. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I, I actually like it both ways. There we go. You know, Harkness is spreading. Yeah, I actually like yes. it both ways. It works. Uh, but yeah, we're back to talk episode three of WandaVision, titled Now in Color. Uh, speaking of titles, last week we just made a small boo-boo. We thought that all of these episodes didn't have titles, but they do. Mm-hmm. Um, episode one was titled Film Before a Live Studio Audience. And episode two was titled Don't Touch That Dial. Yeah. And, you know, obviously all of these have references direct to TV and the 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 amazing invention of TV and its progression thereof. So, of course, Now in Color is reflective of the 70s-themed episode we just watched. Mm-hmm. And, um... Right away, last week, I was kind of, you know, still on the fence. I'm still kind of on the fence, but I'm, you know, I'm feeling it more and more as the show goes along. Don't get me wrong, you know. On the fence about what? About the whole, you know, WandaVision as a show. Okay. Yeah. As a storytelling device? No, because I've been enjoying that. And I've seen some people talking about they're not feeling the show. And I've been enjoying that it's such a departure from MCU and all the callbacks to all these things that I grew up watching, like, reruns of all this shit you know i i ain't that old by nowhere (laughs) you know i was watching hella reruns but i love all that stuff and so i love that it was a callback and like how this week they suggested for people to watch age of ultron when you finished it and i'd already went back and watched age of ultron so i'm loving this and like i said before you know as you could see on the shirt folks you know yes you know scarlet wish i've had this joy for like i don't know going on eight nine years now you you have had that that top for a long time this Um, is you know, this is love. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I want to make a point about that, about the reception. Because like I said, generally, most people have enjoyed it. But there mm-hmm. has been a growing group of people saying, yeah, I'm, I can't get with it or it's a little hard to get into. And that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. it, it takes some time. And especially like you said, it, this is actually a vast departure from how most of the MCU, whether shows or even the films themselves, how they presented. Mm. So it's a little different. The thing, though, that I do want to say about all that is I, I think I think people need to pump their brakes a little bit because it's giving me it's giving me 2021 um, privilege, meaning mm. everyone's very used to getting because of Netflix, getting everything at once, the entire the entire season or, you know, all of a sudden everyone's a director saying, well, you know, they could have just dropped this all at once. Sure, but does give them a chance, that meaning Marvel, give them a chance to tell the story in their way. Like, for the most part, Marvel's batting average is pretty fucking high. So for people to, like, just 
automatically be like, yo, they messed up this rollout. They should have did it differently. I'm just like, I think you just need to give it a chance. One, you kind of in this microwave approach to things where it's like you want it instantly. Um, and then because of that, you may, you, you just meaning you in the ether, but you may not be of the mind that, Hey, let stuff build up over time. If it doesn't make sense right away, give it a chance to, to marinate and grow from there. So I just think it, it just may be a situation where people are just being impatient. Um, you know, they say, Oh, well, it's a little slow. I don't know where they're going with this. I don't fucking know where they're going with this, but I think that's part of the beauty of this show because it, it is presented differently and it's introducing new characters and new information about the Marvel, well, the MCU version of the Marvel Universe. I think it's important to just let it live and let it draw out. Like, let it draw out naturally the way it's supposed to. Um, also, just from a pure business standpoint, why the fuck would Marvel release it all at once when they know they got your ass by drip releasing it every year? You think they're going to want to release it once you watch it and cancel your Disney Plus description subscription? No. They're going to keep that shit going. Again, drip feed it to you. Your ass is still going to sit and watch, hate watch or, or, or love watch, but your ass is still here. So at the end of the day, like, nah, it's not, they're not going to just drop it all at once. Yes, the episodes are short. Yes, right now it's not making a lot of sense, but I think it's going to all come to fruition. Hmm. Well said. That's my two cents. There you go. And also, like, this is going to take about eight weeks. I think there's eight episodes. I'm not sure if it's eight or ten. But either way, it's going to lead right into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which drops March 15th. So, you know, like you said, they got you, and they're just, you know, leaning right into the next thing. And then Black Widow comes out after that. Then they got Loki, everything else following. So the plan is well done. I like it. You know, I like it in one episode a week because I wish I had more, but it gives you that anticipation. And now you get time. And yeah. you can listen to shows like this and think about everything that happened in this episode. Because even though there wasn't that much, there's always kind of all oh, hella symbolism and things going on. This show's really packed. Like, from writing to production to directing to acting, there's, you know, a lot going on beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. So I'm really yeah. giving them credit for that. Because it's like, damn, as much videos. And I even watch a lot of videos, listen to podcasts about it. And there's... Everyone is catching this Easter egg over here or this Easter egg over there. And it's so many of them. So many, right. And I want to also make it clear that a show being packed of Easter eggs doesn't make it a good show. No. It's it's the combination of, of what is the end goal? What is the story you're trying to craft and the story you're trying to convey? And how are those Easter eggs um, supporting, helping, or you know, adding more dimension to it? So I just want to be clear too. Just because the show, at least at least from from my perspective, just because the show has a lot of Easter eggs doesn't mean it's a good show. Especially nah. when it's Easter eggs that a lot of people, including myself, probably had no idea what they were until you dig a little deeper. But that's also part of the point, right? They mm-hmm. want you to dig a little deeper, as Benjamin said earlier. They want you to, or they suggest going back and watching Age of Ultron. What does that do? That just ups their streaming numbers on Disney Plus. Yes, it gives you some more information, but it also what is a business move. They know what they're doing. Mickey from the block knows what they're doing. Facts. All right. Beyond all that, let's get into this week's episode of WandaVision. And we'll start off with the basic plot, which is basically with Wanda being pregnant, Vision and her are preparing for their home, are preparing their home for the arrival of their baby. But... 
Things keep getting weirder as the doctor comes through. Wanda's already like several months pregnant, and by the second, by the minute, she growing, baby just popping out the belly. Mm-hmm. Geraldine come through, you know, trying to find out what's going on with her Geraldine self. But, of course, we know there's a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Says a little too much. Gotta go, <laughs> gotta go. Overstays are welcome. Wanda says, you out of here. Vision, meanwhile, you know, is still trying to find out everything that's going on, being his usual vision, analytical self, and is getting duck dodged by everybody. Um, and uh, Wanda has some babies. Right. And and lastly, Agnes and Herb seem to more, know more than they let on. True and indeed. And they just might start telling the truth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So Agnes is like, stop. <laughs> So let's Stop. um. What are we gonna do? We're gonna go into the themes of the show now. I guess we will. The themes of this episode, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one, I guess, one of the biggest ones and one of the big ones of the show is that all the world's a stage, and all the men and the w- and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, mm-hmm. which is a quote that Vision re- or not. He just quotes it out the air, basically out of his head in this episode, and it's from. One of Shakespeare's bid speeches in one of his plays, one of his poems, where he's speaking about comparing a person's life to seven acts in a play. Mm. And so that really relates to this whole idea of what we've been watching right now. And one of the theories about what's going on in Westview is that everyone in this town is in on this. Like, either they're being forced to play these roles for Wanda and Vision or they're cooperating to do it. It seems more on the leaning on force, right? We're leaning with force right now. It, but it's, either it, way, it's like a mix, too. I feel like it's a mix. True indeed, right? Because certain people might be, you know, doing it out of their own free will or because they'll get something out of it, and other people seem to be doing it because they've been forced to do it. Yeah. But once again, they're all being presented as a stage. It's like the Truman Show idea where mm-hmm. Truman finds out that he's, you know, everyone around him is doing commercials and shit mm-hmm. while he's just trying to live his life. Mm-hmm. It's also similar to the anime uh, Big O. Um, mm. It's a it's a mech anime where the the entire show revolves around that phrasing of the world being a stage and it's all being some type of uh, production. So, mm. it, and as you said, it's just a trope that's used very familiarly in a lot of different works of art. Yep, and Shakespeare references uh, to the Vision comic book that we talked about last week by Tom King. When that book, his robot son is like obsessed with a particular Shakespeare play and he keeps reading it and mm. quoting it all the time. And it's also the fact that uh, that book is a tragedy like many of Shakespeare's Oh, plays. such a tragedy. But it's, it's, again, Tom King's The Vision <laughs> series, my God. So well written, but absolutely tragic. Horrible. So good. Yes, absolutely horrible. I mean, no, a great book, but just a tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else on the whole? I mean, there's a lot. You know, like we say, everybody in this episode seems to be playing their roles, right? Yeah, everyone's but, playing a role. I, I feel like also in the whole idea of role-playing, things mm-hmm. are becoming more obviously fake. So mm. I don't know. And, and when I say obviously fake, I'll give you an example where as they, pretty much throughout the entire episode, 
that laugh track becomes way more consistent mm-hmm. or and like that 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 audience response or you know, whether they're laughing or saying ah or whatever it is that that audience response uh sound effect is becoming more prevalent now that's that's one of two things right one is just a mirror of shows at that time right like maybe that 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 audience sound effect wasn't as prevalent back in the 50s and 60s show and then it became even more so when you get into the 70s and so on um, but also I, I wonder if it's just also indicative of the, of the bubble universe itself or bubble reality that I believe they're in. Is it getting stronger? Um, because it's e- like, it, because it's, because it's in- incorporating more of these things to make it a, a make believe world. Or does that mean it's getting weaker because it's more fake? I don't, I don't know. I think it's might be a combination of two because we see people glitching out in this episode, but we saw more. that last week. <laughs> Yeah. And then we also see more. This episode shows that there's more to this world, you know, and that this world actually exists in a place and time somewhere. In real but life, it, yeah. Yeah, in real life. But then, it, like you said, it also has more of the fakeness of it. Like, the yeah. fact that their house, once again, has changed from the third time now to now resembling the Brady Bunch's house to when he's outside talking to Herb and Herb's cutting through the wall. He's cutting through cinder block. Yeah. The the the, the background, quote unquote, there behind Herb looks like a cardboard yes. painting. Like it yep. it looks very obviously fake and thrown together. Mm-hmm. Which is why again I ask, is it is is this bubble getting stronger or weaker? Well, it's one of the theories going around, and one of my theories is that this is definitely like we talked about last week, Wanda is so influenced by American television, right? This is how she sees it. So if you go back and watch a Brady Bunch episode, they probably have a fake-ass background like that. So that's how she is creating this world. Now, whether Wanda is doing this on her own, I don't think so. right? I think Wanda is being influenced by someone to create this world. But since it comes through her, we get her version of American life and yeah. her because it comes through these television shows and everything. And also, yeah. the fact that television in this world that she's in is being used to further cement her into the world. Media in general is being further used to cement her into this world and right. other people. So we'll get right. into that as well. But yep. And more in the examples of you know, everyone playing these roles mm-hmm. where you have Herb and Agnes whispering amongst each other, you know, like and you hear them say, I think they were talking about Geraldine. They were like, yeah, why is she up. in there? What's going on? So something's breaking down in terms of the stage play that's happening. And then also them fluctuating, them, them, them going back and forth between wanting to tell Vision what's going on. And then Agnes saying, you know, you know, stop it. Like, like just, just let it go. Um, and, 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 you know, the fact that they choosing to stay into character. Um, but like I kept saying before, it's like, I called it moments of being lucid where it seems like people know what's going on and then they go back into whatever character they were in. Again, it seems from at least for Agnes and Herb, it's it's self-imposed. Like they know it's fake, but they're just riding with it versus people like Vision and Wanda where they seem to know something's wrong, but then they go right back and slip into cat back into these these random roles. Okay, um, now Geraldine does it. Yes. Geraldine is an exception to the rule though. Uh let's talk about like Mrs. Hart, right? Mrs. Hart in the episode tells Wanda specifically, stop it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. right uh Dottie knows you know calls her out like yo there's something going on yeah but then once Wanda bugs once 
whenever Wanda reacts to people, people, all, you know, she saves Mr. Hart once. She tells Vision, okay, we can't let this man die right here. Mm-hmm. You know, then when Shorty cuts her hand and starts, you know, she's like shook and goes right back into character. She's like, oh, okay, no, let me just go back into my character. You know, let me now f around Wanda right here. And that's one of the uh, things we got to talk about. One of the Easter eggs of this show is that it relates to this episode of a Twilight Zone. It's one of the most classic episodes. It's called It's a Good Life, where it's these people living in a town and they're all in utter mortal fear of this little boy because he has godlike powers. He can read minds and he can mm. rearrange reality. So even if you think, That's yo, wonder. I got to kill this boy. It's over for you. And he it's always a little talks boy. about, yeah, it's a little boy. And he talks about disappearing people into the cornfields. You know, he's like, don't make me disappear you into the cornfield. Damn. Yes. That's rough. Yeah, you know, t- that, yeah. what's that, what's that movie that came out? Uh, Bright, Brightburn. Brightburn. Yep. That's what, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Well, this boy is putting a, a, a hurting on Brightburn. Like Brightburn <laughs> got nothing on this boy. He turns a man into a jack in a box. Like, yeah, Damn. nothing on my man's. So that's, this that's wild. So this episode references that in the fact that people seem to be utterly scared of Wanda. You know what I mean? People are yeah. not messing around. While Vision and Wanda, like Wanda, is doing her best to keep Vision in it. But like I say, whether or not she's being you know forced to do this, and also about having kids, all that you know, it's like mm-hmm. the kids are pretty much forced upon her. But once she starts, you know, once she becomes pregnant, she's like, okay, no, I'm having these kids no matter what. You know, while Vision, of course, wants to have the kids, all that, but he'll use his powers in front of people. He does a lot of weird stuff while Wanda's over here running around trying to hide it, trying to play the role, like you said, you know. Are the kids being forced upon her or influenced upon her? Because everything's influenced upon her. Right. Because as we see, everything that happens that that involves her powers, it's it's often exaggerated of her own thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, like there, there was constant talk from Agnes telling her about babies and having children and this, that, and the fourth, the third rather. And then, you know, I, I would just think that idea of her wanting to stay with vision and remember and, and keep that illusion going. Now you have this inception in your head of having kids. It's like, all right, well let's manifest it now. Well, it's been constant subliminals from the first episode and overt, you know, Agnes coming up to her being like, you know, let's look for a good school. Agnes, like I talked about last week, telling her, Yo, I know y'all go smash tonight, right? You know, it's constant. You know, that's what I, I, I mean. It, in all of the media, we see Wanda being influenced. Like in this episode, uh, Dottie's husband, Phil, is sitting there reading a newspaper where it says two new hydrants are being installed in town, right? Two Hydra. new twins. You know, also, yes, the hydrants is covered up so you can just see Hydra. Right there, but too new, you know, boom. At last week's episode, somebody was reading a newspaper and had baby being born on the front page. Like, both of these are not big news, one, right? I don't care how small this town is. There should be some other news that's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. But it's baby, too new. And behind uh, Phil in that same living room where you're sitting is a lamp with two little babies on it. You know, it's like everything all around this whole world that is this little bubble universe that we're in is all about Wanda. Forget your past. Stay in this bubble and have kids. And rounding out the theme of 
all the word world being a stage is um, when Geraldine actually gets thrown out of the bubble reality, you see that she ends up in, in the lawn of what appears to be an ad hoc military installation mm-hmm. built around to monitor and watch this show of WandaVision. Yes, this bubble universe. And when she pops through the bubble, you can see the shimmering field or whatever it is looks like the same pixelated TV screen that we mm-hmm. go into and during the end credits of every episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, the next themes, and these kind of can go together, but mm-hmm. um, the themes of water and no escape. No escape in this. So it, they, they've alluded to this in the first couple of episodes, but it's even more prevalent now, particularly, um, you know, the, the whole idea of no escape. Um, after the second time when, when, when Vision goes to talk to the doctor, he, he, Vision asks him if he's going back on vac- his vacation. The doctor's like, no, he's not going to be able to get away after all. Small towns, so hard to escape. Now, clearly, <laughs> that's a direct allusion to what's happening in, in this bubble world they're in. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he's, if the doctor, you know, his name is Dr. Nielsen. Yep. is actually an agent himself and he's been trying to get out of the he's thinking that he's going to be able to get out and he can't um you know whether he's been planted there whether he's a figment of Wanda's imagination who knows but he mentions it um it seems the only method of escape is being forcefully removed by Wanda a la Geraldine being yeeted out of the bubble universe yeeted boy <laughs> uncle Phil up out of that <laughs> And then in the Hydra Soap commercial, which was that that commercial for the bath powder, mm-hmm. um, in the middle of the episode, you know, they they talk about wanting to get away. They said, uh, particularly wanting to get away um, without going anywhere. Mm. And then I was just like, okay, that that's suspicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With them, as you saw, like they are apparently somewhere. They're with they're in a reality within the real world somewhere. So they went somewhere without going somewhere. Hydra was ahead of the curve on that staycation, boy. (laughs) Ahead of the fucking (laughs) curve, bro. Um, In terms of ready for the pandemic. uh, In terms of that, the Hydra soak commercial that that leads me to the other theme of water. Um, In the beginning, uh, again after after when Wanda does that rewind on Vision, like when Vision's starting it get get hit to the game and she rewinds him and he does that scene again um vision says to wanda he knows they're in uncharted waters mm-hmm. um you know not understanding how to deal with it um and you know that that that's a that's a common what sailing sailor type of term um being in uncharted waters not knowing where you are but heading forward anyway uh wanda's water breaking when the sprinklers go off you know everything being very literal when it comes to her powers mm-hmm. uh, um after the springs go off, they're under the table. Vision does that joke about the advantages of water births. <laughs> Which, and like, let me tell you, these vision jokes are just fucking hilarious dad jokes. That just so bad. Hilarious dad and jokes. so, they're hilarious because they're so bad. Yes, um, but excellent. Geraldine, uh, when she comes in being nosy, you pay attention to her outfit. She has mm. this fish print on her, fish print on <laughs> her, on her bell bottoms. Uh, okay, obviously fish and water that goes together. Um, but also from a cultural perspective, particularly, especially uh, there's a lot of cultures, but particularly black American culture, that cultural theme of fish representing babies. Like when people dream of fish, they say that, oh, that person's probably pregnant. It's going to have a baby soon or something like that. Um, and then you had a note here about this fish print, Ben. 
Yes, after she comes out of the, after she gets yeeted up out of there, Uncle Phil on her way out. When she lands, one, she wakes up, which we'll get into a little bit later, that she's actually waking up from a dream, something of that nature. But also, she is wearing the same outfit, right? So she went in wearing this outfit, or, or she comes out wearing the outfit and wasn't wearing it when she went in. Who knows? It's one or the other two, right? Same time, she's also wearing blue and white, which represents the shield organization, the classic old school blue and white or shield. Also had the little sword pendant, you know, but yeah. Um, fishy, and, fishy. And the 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 reference I was actually going to make about her pants is the fact that um, when she's telling her story to Wanda, ah. she mentions that her boss's name is Mr. Haddox, yes. H-A-D-D-O-X, which can also be a euphemism for Haddock, H-O-D-D-O-C-K. Yep which is a type of fish. I swore there was like a haddocks in Marvel, but I was wrong. So. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um, again, I mentioned the hydro soak tub, the fact that the woman's taking a bath, that this is for bath powder. They talk about water. Um, in that commercial, they also talk about the goddess within, which is you know an allusion to all of Wanda's powers and all the things she can do. But when it, when I took that idea and the idea of water, I realized, you know, they use water. Water is also often used as a, what they say, the great um, purifier. Purifier, a great purifier. It's a way to, to and to cross over into different worlds. Like, mm, yep. so you know, like you can see again how the, the the idea of water being the you know the the point of transportation between you know whether it's thoughts, whether it's it's actual beings, whether it's between again, like I said, between universes. It's all there. And then finally, with water, Geraldine, when she first comes over, she says she has to borrow a bucket because she says her pipes burst and she has to bail herself out. <laughs> out, no escape. <laughs> Trying to bail herself out again about this euphemism of water. It's, it's a lot going on here, but I think it's pretty smart. Yep. Very well done. Uh, next up is Fruit, fruit Ninja. Fruit Ninja. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. All right. Um... I just loved you having the notes misogynistically. <laughs> when Dr. Yeah. Nielsen is talking to Wanda and Vision about having the baby. Talk about and, any old fucking way, bro. Like, <laughs> men not, are wildin'. But this is also so Brady Bunch 70s television show. You know, this is like the kind of dumb humor they would have. He's like, hey, look, ladies keep tabs on their baby by comparing them to fruit. At four <laughs> months, big as a pear, five no. as a papaya. Since the grapefruit, seven is pineapple, eight is honey dew. Like, you want to yeah. talk about a bad um, dad joke right there? Yeah. Honey but dew? Come I, on. I, like you said about, you know, this is just this is just showing how it was. I yes. mean, some men still act like that, but how Facts. it was back then. Uh, it is funny, though, that when he says it misogynistically, you know, he said, oh, we do it because it's, it's more simple for the ladies. Yes. And Wanda looks dead at the camera like, what? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny because you as a viewer, you're like, nigga, what you say? Like, yeah. what do you, you know, like, it, it's sometimes Wanda functions not just as the, in this case, unreliable narrator, but she also functions as the, the audience. Like the What do they call it? The choir? Like, what do they call that in Greek, in Greek plays like they call that not the choir but anyway basically the group that represents the audience the, that's chorus. How she, the chorus thank yes. you that's that's what she what she, she's representing a lot mm -hmm. also i mean there's just so many fruit references throughout the episode wanda almost knocking over the papaya with her stomach before vision catches it and makes yet another weak ass dad joke but also <laughs> 
once again, Vision uses his super speed in this episode. That's the second time he uses it, which mm-hmm. is a reference to his uh, potential son. Which his potential gonna, son. Yep, yeah, yeah. we're going to get into that. Yeah. Wanda starts down some orange slices. May or may not be a reference to Ant-Man and him needing oranges after, you know, using his powers, all that. Seriously oh, I never it. knew that. I didn't I didn't even make that connection. You remember that? Okay. Anybody nah. got any orange slices when he's all laid out after he gets oh, laid out? Oh, he was trying to get <laughs> he was trying to get his citrus up. Okay. And then in the next one, I think Falcon turns to him and is like, You need you need a uh, high seat, you need some orange slices or something. <laughs> or Tony, one of them says that to him, yeah. Oh, uh, he's trying to get his fluids up. I heard, I heard. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, Wanda tries to hide her stomach from Geraldine with a bowl of fruit. Classic Ger- TV tropes right Classic. there. Classic. Yes. Uh, uh, Ger- you know, and, and really, that's actually used in, to this day, that's used for actors or actresses that when they do become pregnant in real life, but maybe their character's not pregnant, mm-hmm. the, the staff, all well, the staff, but the crew will do everything in their power to hide that stomach, whether it's Wearing oversized clothes, having the character constantly hold stuff in front of them, boxes, poles, whatever. It's widely used and it works. Mm-hmm. Lots of like last time you had never known uh, somebody was pregnant until after the fact. Fam, I know people don't talk about the Cosby show anymore, but when they cut out the bed, so Mrs. Hudstable would have like she would lay down, you know, there was like a hole in the bed so that she would lay in it, and so what? she would still be the same height as Mr. Huxtable. Oh, wow. And that's a, see, that's the thing about movies and TV. They, they, it's all lies, y'all. And I had again. no clue as a kid. <laughs> I ne- and when I, I saw that, that shit, I was like, what? Yeah, I, I, like, I never knew that. And so I was today years old when I found out. That's and a best level one. And it's purely, once again, purely indicative of of the the approach of this show and the approach of this this reality that they're in. Like everything's fake. Everything is like I don't know if you've seen. I've watched a lot of documentaries about North Korea and how, mm. like when you when they walk out, if you walk out there as an American, everything's like super duper fake. There's mm-hmm. fake storefronts. There's music. Fake people walking yep. around. Like like everything is staged. Same thing with Westview. Everything is staged. There's something off about everything. Uh, rounding out the fruit themes, um, when Geraldine takes an apple, she eats an apple from that bowl that, that Wanda is hiding her stomach with. Uh, and Wanda is cutting up the same pineapple that Agnes gave her an episode ago. Yep. Which, uh, as you hear, say here, while showing that while a decade of TV time has passed, only a day or so has passed for our, our you know, fearless characters. Mm-hmm. Which goes into our next theme, Wanda and her time and reality manipulations. Yeah. Yep. Um, most of this episode, we see that Wanda can't control her powers. Um, wh- whether it's items, you know, literally coming to fruition. What we said about the her water broke and then the sprinkling, the sprinkler coming on, or things are coming to life and moving on their own, like a like a haunted house. Um, you know, when she talks about her stomach flooding when she's feeling the baby kick, the butterflies come to like the butterfly mobile in the baby's room. Mm-hmm. Um, that stork that she draws on the wall initially comes to life. Uh, when she has contractions, it f- flips the coats that are she's wearing. She, she's wearing like at one point she's wearing like a like a house coat and then she's wearing a yellow raincoat and then she's wearing a fur coat. It's, it's wild. And then, like I said, the whole house is flipping out. You have mirrors and, and pictures spinning you know, 360, uh, she ends up short-circuiting the entire block because then they their phone doesn't work the and the electricity goes out. Mm-hmm. And also, that is reminiscent of Wanda in the comic books, when especially when early issues and, like, pretty much for her, her whole early run, 
her power was wild, unpredictable. That'd be like the first mm-hmm. thing they would say about it every time. She never knows what's going to happen. And later on, it became like, no more mutants. Okay, no more mutants. You know, it was just like whatever she needed to happen. But before, it was usually something, it would always help. You know, and like if she was casting it on somebody, it would mess them up. But she wouldn't know what exactly was going to happen. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, it was just, it yeah. was random. You know, and then later on, it became about... Uh, John Burns started making it about probabilities and percentages. Like right. Hawkeye shot an arrow at her once, and you know she just stopped the arrow in dead flight. Like the percentage of that is, you know, one in a billion. She this made is, it one in one. This is you interesting. Know? You say that yeah. when they were talking, what you just said about the story of them talking about how her powers are unpredictable. How early in her story was it? Was she young? Was she a girl? Was she was she just being introduced? Okay, let's talk about how Wanda has been misused for throughout her character. Like Wanda is one of the prime examples in comic books of a woman, the more powerful she gets, the more evil she gets. Mm. And so there is what it is. You know, like as she gained more control of it and more, it was usually related to her being either you know, comic book insane. I don't like to use that term because it's not mm-hmm. what, you know, mm-hmm. she was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But comic book level of insane where she was just going through it all the time and, you know, things that any other hero would have just kept moving about, you know, she'd be like, ah, you know, my life is ruined, you know, mm-hmm. and I hate humans suddenly, you know, which she never <laughs> said that before and starts changing up the world. So it wasn't that she was young. It was just that she was more... I wouldn't even say badly written as I would say typically written for women of that time. You know, just always the weak link. Well, I asked because then the show is also being parallel to the comics themselves. Because Mm. if you're saying back in the day she was written like that where, you know, she she was comic book... comic book insane and you know she couldn't control herself you know she, she's so powerful but she has no control and the the doctor talking to her like she's dumb like I just think that's also mirroring the progression of how she's been written as a character how again the, how women were treated back in you know the 50s and the 60s and we're talking mm-hmm. about white women here so yep. it's, it's, it's a little different too but the 50s yes, and facts. 60s and then the 70s and then what are we going to see as we continue on is she going to become more competent uh, is every it's going to it's going to mirror TV history, right? That are the women around her, including herself, going to feel like they're being written to be more competent. That yes. you know the men are not going to talk to them any old type of way like they've been talking to them in the fifties and sixties. Like that's what mm-hmm. I mean. I feel like the parallels are right there. Yeah, definitely. And also the real quick one for the black women, like you said, no one notices um, Geraldine other than Wanda in the first two episodes. It's only now when they're like, oh, who's this black woman? Like, Geraldine's on stage and stuff, you know, doing that. Do do you think they're not noticing and they're just not commenting on her until this episode? One or the other. But either way, black people are being ignored. I mean, well, Herb gets his little Well, Herb, right. Herb is... is, But Herb is an unusual character in general. What is going on with Herb? And also, yeah, I can't even say that parallel where it works because they also have my man Nick. But Nick vanished off into this episode. Boy, Nick got no burn (laughs) on this one. Like... Nick was a shining star in the first two, and no love and then this now time. Out. Him, right? Well, yeah. we'll see. He'll be back. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we talked about time. Talking back again about time and reality manipulations. Mentioned it already when Wanda talks to Vision early on. Um, mm-hmm. She talks about there's there's a close call with the townspeople finding finding them out. You know, as Vision's coming to the realization again that something is wrong with Westview and the people. Wanda reverses the scene like it was an instantaneous reversal. Fam, can we talk about that scene? The music, 
the tension building up, you know, the mm-hmm. soundtrack behind it, you get that chills. Oh, there was also some, what is that drink? The, the, is it the theremin uh, being used in this episode? That It's the joint that you always hear on the Scooby-Doo soundtrack, the you know, that weird whenever spooky sound yeah. effect thing is going on. Is that on. a weird, like, guitar It's this instrument. I want to say it's theremin, but I might be getting that wrong. Uh, I'd have to Google that one. But yeah, that comes up in Scooby-Doo, and it came up when they were bugging out when they're back-to-back, and the house is slipping out around them when they're in the kitchen. That's the uh, sound. That, but it's that sound from Scooby-Doo and always used for spooky. But oh. in the scene when Vision's standing there, and the joint's about to or it does rewind right before it rewinds and Wanda's looking at him, you know, the music's rising up all the tension in the world. And then Wanda blinks and then the world whack, you know, quickly, <laughs> like you said, and the only thing that I could think of was like a laser disc because that was coming out in the seventies where everybody had these big ass wreck. I think the legacy are even bigger than vinyl. Like they were big, you know, and you can play your movies on them. I, that was some rich man shit. My family ain't never had nothing like that. You know, we ain't have rich a we ain't have a VHS till so late. So let's not even talk about it. Right. You know? um, but but this is the same thing she does when in the other episode when yep. that beekeeper shows up. Yep. So whenever again, the thing isn't going right, when she's like, "Nah, we got to get back to what I needed right. to be." So she holding on again. It's it's the reality getting stronger or weaker. She holding on by a thread because it feels like she keeps getting to these points where, I mean. I think it's happening even more quickly that people are coming to realizations that mm. things aren't what they seem like. Yeah. And again, with vision being an analytical, which is so wild, how his character is moving because he's this super analytical creature, which, which would lead you to believe that he's always going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like very quickly. He's all, it's always going to hit him. Like, wait, man, something ain't adding up. One plus two equals cow right now. Something's not right. But she does the blink, and then he just goes back to being unawares. But it's also Vision keeps getting uh, messed up by people like our man Big Herb. In that episode, in the last episode, Big Herb hands him the Big Red and then slaps him on the bat to make sure that he chokes on it and gum up his system <laughs> right when he's about to ask you too many questions. Like he said, so, and then right so, after that, he's like, oh, you came in here asking all these things about protocol and all this. Right. Oh, so you no, think no, Herb no. is doing it on purpose? Yes, you think, sir. So you think Herb, like him cutting through the cinder block, <laughs> the cinder block fence was on purpose? No. See, that's why I don't know what's going Herb seems to be playing both sides of things right now. I'm not sure what, you know, because in, in the second episode, he definitely gives him the gum and screws him up to the point where he's going to get drummed up. You know, and then afterwards, as soon as he realizes he's drummed up, he's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Now, you know, you talking, you was talking all that mess. But then in this episode, <laughs> Herb is, you know, completely doing Truman Show type stuff where he's just bugging out, matrixing, litching out. And then he damn sure wants to say something. And I guess we should just get into what Herb was trying to say because well, that's, yeah. We're definitely going to get into that. But okay. um, just just to finish this out about yep. the time manipulation stuff and, and, and reality manipulation, um. When Wanda makes that butterfly mobile come to life, mm-hmm. and, she, and she opens the one and lets them free. Just the thing about butterflies, they can represent joy, spiritual rebirth, transformation. They also could represent the overall life cycle. And the interesting thing about butterflies, they have relatively short life cycles. Could be like a few weeks to a few months. A lot of them don't live to a, a whole year. And 
because of that, their development and life cycle, like other animals, is well, this time's insect, it's accelerated. And it's mm. interesting because it's parallel to Wanda's pregnancy. You see, throughout what, uh, 20 minutes, she goes from a few months pregnant to completely ready to give birth. So, are we going to have like Tommy and William being like young little boys in the next episode? Probably. Oh my God. It's going like to be the... TV magic. Yes, that's one of my favorite TV tropes of all time. Like when a. Uh, Character has a baby in one season, and then like one season later, that little boy is like eight. Like, <laughs> right. oh man, that's like the one fr- of my. The, the Fresh Prince did it. Oh you know, Family God. Matters did it. Like all these different shows do it, and like and again, they use these kids as plot devices. Yes. And sometimes, I like if you watch shows like Blackish, they are very aware of the inconsistency in which they use this plot device. So mm. there are many times on Blackish, for example, where the the character will say, "Hey, have you seen little Devante, the baby?" Yeah, and like because they, the baby hasn't been shown for twenty episodes or something like that. <laughs> Devante do, gets no burn. Right, you do see Devante, and then the characters or or you know the the older son talks about how nobody watches the boy but him. Like, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as Ben I mean, says, a long-standing trope that's been used, and 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 especially now used for even more comedic effect. Mm-hmm. And that gets into the next theme about hiding a baby from the world. You are uh, hiding a child, Wanda. <laughs> yes, you are hiding a child, Wanda. No, she just hiding the child from the world from my child. How, I wasn't how hiding. Did, how did Drake said, try to put it? He Boy. said I wasn't. I, that man was just, doing the math equations kid. on that bar. He was like, yeah, if he I said, say this and this. No. He said, I wasn't hiding the kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Yeah, if nah, that bro. ain't the most fuckboy response I've nah, ever bro. heard. That math don't add reasoning. up at all. Like, all right. But yes, anyway, a typical TV trope like we talked about earlier is whenever an actress gets pregnant and they don't want the audience to notice, you know, they want her to not be pregnant on the show is they mm-hmm. use all kinds of different tricks to hide it. Also, the from the other characters, like when Wanda talks about how she can't see from the her belly getting bigger from this angle, which is a reference to you know all the angles and tricks that they use to mm. hide it from the audience. Mm. And then the one that you know just always kills me, like we talked about, is the new cute kid being brought in. I like me personally. I remember the first time I knew of it was once again going back to the Cosby Show when they brought in Raven Simone, and I hated it. I was like, this is so whack. All they're doing is doing the same mess that Rudy did already. We, we, and I was done with the Cosby Show, y'all. I never watched it with Raven Simone on there. You know, I thought it, and I never really liked Raven Simone from that day because I was like, you know, whatever. Like, you messed up the Cosby. You were show. like Rudy's first. Yeah, Rudy's first, and then they did the they did the other terrible storyline where they adopted the um hood kid. You know, and had a new teenager because all their other teenagers That's had aged out. That's what Blackish did. They adopted a girl that was from, quote, They the did. <laughs> but, like, Cosby Show actually added her to the cast. You know what I mean? Like, she this became This girl's a, on the cast. This girl's... It's actually called Vajene Wallace. She's on the cast. Is she really, though? She's not... She's been in and I out. Mean, she, I, I've been she's peeping been in it. and out, but she's, yeah. she's part of the class. No, this woman was, like, in the intro. You know, she became part of the show. It was... And, and it was, I think they did that after they did Raven Simone. So I was like, yeah, whatever. But typical TV trope. And it seems that we'll be seeing this next week because this week we had little babies. And I'm pretty sure by the 80s next week, the Tommy and William are going to be little kids running around. Yeah. And then by the 90s, be teenagers. Right. Yeah. Um, so that rounds out all of the themes. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the characters, like we can, we, we've said a lot about all the characters. Is there anything particularly that you want to get into? 
No, the twins. I mean, there's some maybe yeah. maybe the twins. The twins is important. Yes, we need to get into twins. And, and by getting into that, we'll talk about Wanda and that whole scene. Because we talked about how Wanda seems only concerned with having these kids and keeping vision, you know, clueless. Yes. Yeah. But then she has these kids. All right. Now, <laughs> once again, this is stuff that I grew up on. So it, at the time, it didn't bud me out as much as it probably should have. But it is budded out, right? Wanda in the comic books has uh, twins, Billy and Tommy, mm-hmm. right? William and Thomas. They're named after, if I can get this correct, uh, Simon Williams, who is Wonder Man. We talked about this last week. So that becomes William, you know, for Simon Williams. And then Thomas is because the dude is Vision's original creator. Is this man named Thomas Phineas Horton. And so Thomas. All right, so William and Thomas, right? They're born of a synthesoid and a mutant, right? Now, it's debatable if these two are even having carnal relations, as they say, right? But Vision <laughs> has been shown to have, like, blood and organs and other things, so that would lead to him having genitalia. Can he physically have sex is the question. No one knows. Unknown, you know? <laughs> like, unclear, you know, as they say. So... She has these kids, you know, people are like, how does a toaster have kids with a mutant? Who knows? But later on, it's revealed that she used her magical and mutant abilities to have some kids. But the twist is their souls came from parts of Mephisto. The so devil. The devil himself. These are spawns Be- of the devil. Because earlier, Mephisto had been blasted into pieces by Franklin Richards, Reed Richards' child who is immeasurably powerful himself, and he blasted the devil into pieces. And so two of these pieces went into this magic spell that Wanda cast to make her children. Boom. Later on, the kids vanish because they're magical you know, spell creations that only exist when Wanda is focusing her attention on them. So if she looks away and stops thinking about them, or if she's in a battle and gets knocked out, no more kids, eventually... They get reabsorbed back into Mephisto when he recreates. Wanda goes pra- not crazy, but Wanda buds out as she should. Agatha Harkness erases the memory of the kids from the universe. No kids are ever remembered by anyone until years later when Wanda does. Once again, she buds out. All kind of reality manipulations follow. Years later, two teenage boys um, start having, you know, de- exhibit powers they're actually found by the rest of the young avengers as they're forming but they exhibit powers one is speed uh fast like quitsilver and the other one is wiccan a young mage like his mother mm-hmm. tommy tommy is known as speed and yes. billy is known as wiccan wiccan right who all right wiccan and speed go on you know people are like yo you're probably starlet witch's kids they're like no we have actual parents da, 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 da. they meet <laughs> up with starlet witch it turns out that probably <laughs> uh, it's so I weird, that. right? It's like the kids are like, they're now accepted as her kids, but yes, they have other parents. So what is being said here is that their souls, like the babies that she had who were Mephisto's soul, went into these kids and either inhabiting them on some Wonder Woman 1984 shit or went back in time and retroactively. Listen, this is purposely confusing for the writers so they can retcon. And- I probably said too much. 
the point the point of all of these <laughs> yes there's lots of questions in their parentage there's lots of questions in their connections but the the, the main idea from a at least creative standpoint is yes. you have all of these back doors into potentially changing characters reintroducing new stories uh as, as i said retconning different events in like it's purposefully convoluted and the main for one division that you need to know is that Mephisto, the devil himself, or one of the many devils, but in Marvel Universe, pretty much the big devil, is involved in the creation of her children, which leads to this idea that someone is controlling Wanda or influencing Wanda to have these children to be in this bubble universe. And why would someone want to have Wanda to have children? Yeah. And there is a direct connection, um, well, obviously with, with both Wiccan and Speed, Tommy and Billy. Um, they're both part of the Young Avengers scene. Yes. And apparently Wiccan was was known as one of the possible candidates for the title of Sorcerer Supreme. As we know right now, urge too, as we know like, right yeah. now, the Sorcerer Supreme is Doctor Strange. And apparently at one point, Doctor Strange partnered with Wiccan when Wiccan started time traveling. Hmm. He got <laughs> Doctor Strange partnered with a future version of Wiccan, and where Wiccan says that he ends up being a Sorcerer Supreme. So again, the connection with the Doctor Strange MCU film coming up, the kids, Wanda, it's all there. Yes, and if I could just yeah, what are you here. getting over there? Your book? Which book is this? Which book is this that you're picking up? This is Young Avengers by Karen Gillan and Jamie McKelvey, which features right there on the cover, if I can point them out, that is a grown-up Speed and Wiccan right there, the, the Starlet Witch's children. And this is one of my favorite comic books. And mm -hmm. if you want to know more about Wiccan and Speed, it's just excellent. You should read it. It's actually yeah. uh, been reprinted. It was out of print for a long time by Marvel, but recently they put it back into print in soft cover, I think. So I wonder why. Uh, you wonder why. <laughs> not going to miss that bag, baby. <laughs> Marvel, Disney, they are not stupid. Like Not stupid at all. They Don't play in their face. They know what they're doing. And it's so good, y'all. Oh, my God. That's what made me a super fan of Karen and uh, Jamie. Check it out. Right. Such a dope book. Right. Yeah. Um. So we talked a lot about Herb. And Let's talk about Herb. Herb is going to say something. Let's talk about, tell me about what he was going to say. All right, first of all, Herb, we surmised, we had theories last week that he might be the high evolutionary. I'm revoking all of them joints. I'm, you know, pulling that back. I don't think so, right? Let's drop that idea. I do not think that Herb is the high evolutionary. I could be proven wrong later, though. Who knows, right? Who knows? He could still be um, named after him, if anything. True indeed. Right. But Herb, like we talked about before, all this stuff, you know, he gives him the big red gum. Mm -hmm. He's about to he's glitching out, cutting through cinder blocks. He got the fake background. He got the finger guns. That's another thing. Right. Herb stay with the finger guns. Both episodes. Herb come with the finger guns. Always with the finger guns. We also see Agatha Agnes, whoever, what her name is, doing the finger guns to the mailman. So a lot of these repeated glitches or like people repeating the same movements and actions, you know, but Herb definitely loves him some finger guns, right? <laughs> so Herb's about to tell in one of the big moments of the episode, he's sitting there, he's like, yo, you know, uh, Geraldine doesn't belong here because she's going to let Wanda know that we're all, what is Herb going to say before Agnes says, stop it? 
Right. Is it B, trapped? Is it C, in hell? Is it D, demons and witches? Or is it E, agents of sword slash shield? Mm. All right, let's run through them real quick. Trapped, which means all the people in Westview were living their normal lives before suddenly here comes Wanda, creates this bubble universe, and they all have to play these roles like they're in the damn Truman Show. All right? Trapped. That, that, that tracks, yes. Okay. In hell. <laughs> Stay with me here. Um, I mean, I know why you're about to say it, but go ahead. Westview is a hell mouth. It is a portal to the nether world. All of these people are dead and in hell. Mephisto potentially coming up as the be- as that beekeeper. Mm. Remember, you said you said that last time. So. I did say that. I did say that. I don't know if that traps with this, but but we'll, in hell, that we'll, we'll hell. keep rolling with it for now. Yes, yeah. that's Mephisto. Okay, um, they're all dead in hell. Mephisto is trying to get these babies. Wanda and Vision are both dead because that is also something we do know from the trailers is that at some point Vision will have a conversation with Adnis where she says, am I dead? And he's like, no, why? And she says, because you are. Right. Yeah, that was in the trailers. Yes. Um, I don't think, while I think that's a great premise. Yep, I, I don't think so. I don't think that's it. Me that. either. I'm, I'm leaning to another one. Well, I'll go through them all and then we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Demons and Witches. Um, Agnes is Agatha Harkness and is a straight up demon. I mean, a witch and Herb's a demon. They're all working together with Mephisto. Everybody in the town is a demon. Very reminiscent of the good place. I was going to say the hell, your hell, uh, hypothesis is very the good place. Yes. Uh, I say no. (laughs) Okay. I do think, I do think. That Agatha is, I mean, Agnes is Agatha Hardness, but I'm still not understanding how, but I do think that. Oh, she, I, I believe that 100%. Okay. Uh, and then what about Agents of Sword or Shield? Agents of Sword or Shield. Everybody in the town, once again, is Truman Show style. They are all monitoring Wanda. Everybody is in on it. They're and watching. And then you see the military installation at the end. Yep, outside, but Wanda has created this bubble universe that they can't get into, or they're already in. Who knows? Nah, I don't think so. I am leaning hard on trapped. So do you think, okay, so that being said, if they're trapped, are these people figments of the imagination, or are they actually? Oh, yeah, I didn't that have that trapped? one. That was another one, figments of the imagination. Sorry, I, I meant to okay. put that in there, too. No, I do not think they're fitting into the imagination. These are real people that got trapped, but yes. they're, and they're not agents? And they're not agents. No, I do not think so. I think that, like we said early on, different people have different motivations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Hart just want to effing survive, right? They do not want to get put into that cornfield as their little boy would like to do. Um, the doctor in pretty much the same role. You know, he's just trying to play the role of this 70s doctor and see if he can make it through. Herb, I don't know. You know, that's that's <laughs> where that Herb is the one that throws me off so much, right? Because like um Nick, everybody else, you know, seems to just be like, okay, we're we're stuck here. We have to play like we're in a 70s TV or 80s TV, whatever the week is, we gotta keep playing this role. You know, they might bug out some. Herb does that bug out, but Herb also seems to know things 
that I would think only Agatha would know. Like, Geraldine is from the outside. Well, the fact that him and Agnes are talking and whispering. Yeah, whispering. Like, what the fuck are y'all and talking about? Like, I mean, they were, they're straight up whispering, you know, about, I had the subtitles on, so they're whispering yeah. about Geraldine. They're like, yeah, yo, they are. you know, she's going into the house. Yo, what are we going to do? Da, 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 da. So, which means they're in on it. They're in on it. But are they in on it in a way like they're trapped and they're making the best of the situation? Or is Agatha, you know, in on it with, like, she's Agatha with Mephisto and she's influencing Wanda to have these kids, which it seems to be the case. Herb is tired of it at that point. I don't well, know, you know. Well, that's... they both seem to be oscillating between wanting to tell Vision or not. Until, like, because like, it looked like Agnes was going to do it and then she was just like, nah, nah, nah. Yep. Maybe it's because Mephisto is a, you know, as they say in the comics, not, he's not the one below all, but maybe they're that fearful of him, you know, where he has his eye on everybody. Or maybe they're fearful, as you said, of Wanda herself. Because so, if Vision knows, then that might mean this is, the, the stability of this reality might start crumbling or people either might get yeeted out of the bubble or they might get snapped out of existence. Who knows? Also, what is it like, yeah, like you said, if they're fearful of Wanda. <clears throat> See, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to think about. That's all right. We're going to keep it moving, though. Yeah, a, look, yeah, look at your face. There's a lot to think about. Herb just throws me off, man. All right. Yeah, let's keep it's it moving. It's all right. It's all right. Um, in terms of Agnes, uh, you have a great point here about yes. the, the brooch she's wearing. Yes, the brooch she's wearing. We talked about it before. Agatha Harkness wears this a brooch that's similar to this in all the comic books appearances she's ever in. Mm -hmm. Agnes is never seen without the brooch. Right? Every scene right. she's ever in, she always has it in. But this is the first time we get a real close-up of it. And it appears to have three women on it. Now, there's online. My first thought was, okay, three women, the Norns, Asgardian, um, like embodiment of fate mm -hmm. and also in mad other cultures it's always three yeah, you know yeah. three three greek right yeah always that so um also just the rule of three you know just on and on like it's like whatever so that's always there but we can't get a very very close look at it but it does appear that one of them or all three of them are being held by something like a marionette, like a puppet. Oh, like strings. Oh. Yes, like strings. Or one of the three is holding the other three. But people have definitely made theories about Agnes either working for the Norns. The Norns have already been mentioned. They were mentioned in uh, Age of Ultron. Once again, when Thor goes off and looks for his visions, he consults the Norns. And the Norns talk to him. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. The Norns also appear in the The Wicked and the Divine, another title oh, you know by it. Gillen and McKelvey. You know it, don't yeah. they? Ooh. Yeah. Do they? And how? <laughs> so my best guess is once again that she's either working for the Norns or that thing represents Mephisto with, you know, playing the puppeteer above everyone. Yeah. Either um, way, she is definitely in on this and I don't trust her. It's a lot. Um... I still also like, I still like, wait, don't trust Monica slash Geraldine. Um, mm. Well, first of all, she's doing an amazing job with the acting. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, I, I love Tiana Paris as an actor, period. Yes. Um, you know, and of course, yeah, she's gorgeous and all the other stuff, but mm. she, she's incredible. And again, why, why I say don't trust, because I still don't know if it's of her doing or she's slipping in and out of it, of being in character and being obvious sword agent. I think that's her doing. Like, so, for example, when 
they have a conversation when Wanda was talking about being a twin. And then Geraldine is again, it seemed to be this this break into lucidity where Geraldine was like, Yeah, he was killed by Ultron. Why would she just randomly say that? You know what I'm saying? Like, because Geraldine's cold blooded boy. No. She <laughs> you remember said, your brother? Oh, yeah. That, no, did he she, get didn't, murdered? <laughs> she didn't say it <laughs> as a matter of fact point. She said it no. like, she got she was broken out of whatever spell she's in ah. and told the truth. That's why I'm just like, is that necessarily of her doing? Because then and and then again, it's very difficult to discern, right? Because when Wanda's like, Oh, what you say? You know, Geraldine is like, Oh, yeah. like, like I don't know if she's playing it off like she knows she she fucked up and, and you know you shouldn't have said up, his right? name, or did she really like snap out of it and didn't realize she did? It was eleven forty five. Like I, you know, what I'm saying, like I, I, I still don't quite know, like how aware is Monica? We're probably gonna find, we might find out next next episode, but how aware is she really? And like you said, when she got thrown out the bubble, she was, it was like she was kind of waking up, like she was getting out of being in a fog. Yes, and I got a different interpretation of that scene. I think that Monica Geraldine is. Had, was sent in, like they said, like everyone else said, she has no home. She's not from here, right? She has no husband, all that. Yeah, stuff. no husband, none of that. So I think she was sent in because, once again, the helicopter. Remember the helicopter? Yeah, she was that. definitely sent to. I mean, and she, she wears this big ass. I was like, that's not suspicious. The giant shield medallion. But I don't think I mean, sword that medallion, part of me. her. I don't think the sword medallion is her. I think that's that subconscious thing where things are being created in this reality, right? So, like, she doesn't know, like, I don't think that outfit she's wearing, any of that is her. I think that's just, like, what, you know, whatever she woke up that day, wherever, boom, that's what she's wearing. Because okay. it's weird reality. So, where's the part that you're saying that she's okay. aware of what's going on? When she's talking to Wanda, right? This is what happens. Wanda starts, Wanda starts escaping the reality. Right. Right? Wanda remembers her twin babies remind her of her brother. Boom. Something she hasn't talked about. She's singing to the twins in Sokovian, right? Something right. she hasn't done. Her accent comes out, Pietro, you know, all that. Her Wanda comes out of this fake reality. Right. Geraldine peeps the moment and is like, okay, here's my chance. Your brother was killed by Ultron. That's some cold-blooded shit, but that'll wake your ass up. Okay, so you think it, it doesn't work. Her season, <laughs> right. So you think it was purposeful because Monica sees the moment to try yes. to pull her and that's even why more Monica and, and and Monica flips back and forth from her blastploitation. Hey girl, Foxy mm-hmm. Lady to mm-hmm. uh twice when she's delivering the baby. She's like, You can do it, you can do it. She's straight up Monica in that scene. Yeah. And then as soon as the baby comes out, she's back to Geraldine up okay. until that moment when she sees an opportunity and then goes yeah. for it. Fails, but you know, went for it. I like your thought process in that. Mm-hmm. I have another another thought, uh, you know, hypothesis. Like, what if Wanda, like, starting to slip out of her bubble? What if that is a, it's a thing about proximity as well? Because I noticed that whenever, and except for maybe Herb, but then again, he's not coming out of reality. He's just glitching. Mm-hmm. But whenever people are near Wanda, when she starts realizing something is not right or she starts falling out of this dream state she's in the people around her also fall out of their dream state mm. so when we use the example of what episode two when she meets Dottie and yep. you know Dottie's like well I don't know y'all like that 
Um, something's up with y'all, 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 y'all real sus. And Wanda starts getting scared that, oh, I'm being found out. And to me, it's like you're starting to peel back the layers of that, of that fakeness off of her. And as she's starting to fall out of this dream state, so is Dottie. Another thing from that same scene, both Wanda and Dottie hear the radio. Right. Both of them hear the radio change up and hear it calling Wanda's name, which forces Dottie to even go, yo, whoa. And then she breaks the glass and cuts herself. Also, that sent when um or did Wanda yeah. break the glass and cut her? I thought it was Wanda. Like yeah, and, and, and you know, same thing with the with the doctor almost choking to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and also another scene with with Geraldine when they're in the living room and 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 Wanda's trying to hide the stork, and the stork makes that that loud cackling sound, mm-hmm. and you see Geraldine slash Monica get real serious. Like what was yeah, that she's sound? Back to like, Monica right like there. she's definitely Monica at that yep. point. What's that noise? What's that sound? Mm-hmm. Because also that's uh, Wanda is struggling with keeping reality together. So yes. that's why I think it's just another theory. Also, could be a proximity, a proximity to Wanda, a proximity to Wanda's acceptance. Thoughts. And I Her think that, I, yeah, I yeah. think your idea on proximity is right. Somebody pointed out that in the first time we see Geraldine, Geraldine doesn't even say her name until Wanda touches her. Mm. Then it's like then Geraldine has a name now. Mm. So she's you not know? real. Not real until I take. Yeah, it. or she's Monica, <laughs> and then she touches her, and then she becomes Geraldine. Okay. You know that. Yeah. That all it all works for me. Yep. Um. Uh, a couple other things, like yeah. we said before, when she gets thrown out of the bubble, she lands and wakes up as if coming out of a dream, right? Now, dreams have been referenced so much throughout this show, but also from even before the show came on, on the earliest Disney Plus commercials for it, it would say, now or soon dreaming on Disney Plus mm. instead of streaming. Never knew that. Yep. This is from early. So they've already been implanting the idea that this is all dream. You know, life is but a dream. All those things like we talk about throughout this whole. I mean, we've only done two episodes. We've we've done a bunch. But we've been watching a lot of shows that's all about dreams. And that's also just TV. Watchmen, Lovecraft. Yeah. TV is this dream reality. It's a reality that you can watch. And you can enter. It's just like dreams where you can do things, you know, in your dreams, you do things that you never do in real life. That's the same thing like watching a television show. You see people doing things that you'll never do in your real life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And rounding out the character list, we mentioned Dr. Nielsen, who is the doctor that doesn't really deliver the baby, (laughs) but takes Mm -hmm. credit for it. Um, A a good catch here, really, it it could be reminiscent of Nielsen ratings. Yes. Which is the ratings used to track, you know, how popular shows and and things are. How many people are watching. So he's tracking something. Besides tracking her birth, he's tracking something else. Mm -hmm. All right. So... Want to talk about the commercials? There's only one commercial this time. Only there's, one commercial there's only this one. time. There's always one, but one to talk about this time. Yep, only one commercial this time. The Hydro Soap commercial, which is a commercial reminiscent for people who know. I grew up with them joints. The Calgon Take Me Away bath soap commercials where the woman would be having to stressed out, can't <laughs> deal with her life, kids driving her nuts, just... Over the top. Go watch some of them on YouTube. Well, this one was over the top, too. It had this white white woman with, it looks like at least a black girl or mixed little daughter. Uh, That girl was black as hell. Her her hair was, I don't don't know, the curl, (laughs) you know, the five, four, C, but whatever is most 
you know, curly, you know, you have one child. Of, you have at least one child of color. The other, perhaps, looking a white like child. Moon Girl over there, like Luna Lafayette over there, like same type of hair, right? Yes. And and as you said, the mother is just having the worst day. The, the, the dog blender is exploding. The blender is exploding. The dog is pissing on their kitchen island. <laughs> stuff is burning. Uh, it's just just stuff is just going wrong. Yes. And then and what does the the voiceover say? The voiceover says, when you want to get away, but you don't want to go anywhere. Like we talked about before, the staycation, Hydrosoak is on it. So once again, all these commercials from going on before, like the early ones with the watch, with the toaster, they keep saying, forget your past. Focus on the present. Don't worry about anything else about but where you are right now. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, Wanda, stay in this world. Oh, and this is another good note you have here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Hydra Soap was referenced. I think I caught this on the Screen Crush uh, video on YouTube, but it was referenced on a S.H.I.E.L.D. episode when Coulson at one point is just brainwashed by Hydra. They did some whole other stuff with Hydra that's probably not even canon to what Fahey is doing now. But Coulson says that Hydra has this blue soap, you know what they, I mean, that they well, use to mm-hmm. mind control people. He's like, yo, you don't know oh, about the blue soap? Brain, so literal brainwashing? Yes. It's a, it's such a great, you know, it's like, if you love Colson, look it up on YouTube because it's so, it's him being Colson at his most Colson. Like, you know, Hydra has this soap. You know, you're just so over the top with it. It's the blue soap. You don't know about the blue soap? Yeah. Brainwashing, mind control, manipulation, water. All yes. tracks. All that. All that. So the Hydra soak, once again, keep in Wanda, soak your brain, you know, soak your mind, escape. Once again, these commercials feature the same people that we've seen before. Their mom is the same mom, same yeah. woman from same the other woman. commercials. I think the man is the woman is the man who's fanning this woman at once she's in the hydro soak bathtub. It, it, it could be him or somebody yeah. else. You know what I find interesting is all the commercials are all potential enemies. Like every the first commercial with the toaster that was Stark, and you know she doesn't have the greatest view of Stark Industries based on her childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was about the, the Hydra watch and now you have Hydra soap. But see, I think the commercials are showing her. I think the commercials are from Hydra, right? They could but, be, but I guess my point is, is regardless of where they're from, it's, 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 it also heads back to what we were saying about these commercials being, um, uh, being examples of her own memories, and yep. her childhood and things like that. Like uh, I mentioned, the watch being Hydra, but more importantly, Von Strucker, mm-hmm. and that's the person who, depending on what story of of Wanda you, you believe in, he's the one who created Wanda and Pietro. Well, in the MCU, he definitely did. He definitely right. experimented on them and gave them their powers. Right. Maybe, but actually, we're not even really shown that. We just know that he experimented on them. You know one, that it's a connection, right? One wild theory is that people are playing off what Strucker says in the Age of Ultron, where he didn't want to send them into the field. Even when he's getting served, he's like, no, they're not ready. Because what he wanted is for Wanda to eventually have children so he could create an army of superpowered beings. Which is why people are saying that Strucker and maybe Mephisto, maybe Hydra's in league with the devil, and that's how this is all happening. Got it, got it. We shall see, but that's definitely one of these theories out here. All right. On to our Easter eggs. Yep. All right. Let's do this quick so we can get these folks out of here. Uh, the WandaVision opening, once again, this week has completely changed up. Not nearly as filled with Easter eggs as the animated one, or at least comic book Easter eggs. More so, this one has a lot of Easter eggs into how it was, all the things it references. 
It directly references the Mary, the Mary Tyler Moore show with the WandaVision splitting up into the different color openings. I mean, different colors as it opens. Then, but it uses the Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch, not Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch font for the actual WandaVision words and also for how the episode opening is split into all these little cubes and yeah. hexagons once uh-huh. again. Because them hexagons come up yet again. That's all very Brady Bunch. The house, of course, is a straight up ill recreation of the Brady Bunch house. Man, that was fire to see. Okay. You. I, oh, you didn't? Oh, you, yeah, you don't know. You, I guess Brady Bunch reruns was done by then. But <laughs> yeah, that the floating wooden stairs, like that's the Brady Bunch. That's Man, straight out of the Straight out. I mean, everything. Their house, Wanda's house is a straight up pretty much recreation of the Brady Bunch house. Like, wow. Yeah. It was so fire to see that. The, the production was so dope on that. Um, during the opening visions, riding a bike and he falls off it. That's taken from the threes company opening where Jack Ripper, Jack Tripper, not Jack Ripper, Jack Ripper, <laughs> Jack, Jack Tripper. Tripper. Yeah. The Jack <laughs> Tripper is, uh, riding a bike and he lifts up some ladies and he falls off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the th- theme song, I found this on a video because I ain't noticed when it was the theme song itself, the WandaVision song this week, is really inspired by the first season theme song of the Partridge Family. Y'all can look that up on YouTube. And okay. I'm sure people already got the comparisons out there because the melody and shit, it's really dope how they did that. Visions walking down the street reading this book, a book on pregnancy, which was written by an author, Arthur Colin, in the 1960s. But the book has this red color, this ominous feeling to it. There's this figure on it. So people are right away like, yo, that's Mephisto. I've heard some people say it looks like Mysterio. Oh, shit. You know, anybody with an M, you know, it don't matter right, right now. Anybody with Magneto, an M, anybody, you know. anybody, <laughs> anybody that could lightweight be connected to Spider-Man and or uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. And or Scarlet Witch. Yeah, so there we go. Magneto, which could be all of them. Magneto. Uh, Mate Mysterio into a magician. We got a connection. No, it ain't Mysterio. You said the you said the yeah. swing set in their backyard matches. Oh yeah, the swing set in the backyard is green and yellow, which matches Vision's classic okay. costume. Wanda throughout the episode is always wearing red. A lot of her magic that she when she tries to poof the stork away, it's in a red, red. cloud of smoke. Mm-hmm. You know, there's red all through it. Somebody pointed out some shit about how the paintings in their house reference things that I just like. Okay, y'all are going too deep. But I mean, it could, but it's no, like... it does. The painting in the house last week was a shot of Strucker's mountain base from oh Age of Ultron. God. Are you serious? The painting in the house this week looks like the rumble where Sokovia was destroyed. <gasps> so this is this is all representations in her mind of her of her memories and of her thoughts and everything. Yep. All right. A couple more Easter eggs, little stuff. Uh, Koi soap appears in the background when. Strata, which is chopping up the pineapple, and we see Koi Soap on an advertisement on the newspaper last week. Mm-hmm. So it's like Wanda's being influenced by this world. And also because the show is kind of coy, you know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Real cute. The coy you know? about what's actually happening. Oh, it's so cute. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we said before, the entire episode references It's a Good Life, the episode of The Twilight Zone where the kid makes people disappear and everyone lives in utter fear of him. We talked about the repeated actions like Herb doing the finger guns. And then Adnis doing the finger guns, mm-hmm. Mr. Hart, Mrs. Hart and Adnis both saying, stop it, stop it, you know, to people. So it's like these repeated glitchy actions that we see from people and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got something about the Simser paint? 
Yeah, so when Wanda is in the, the nursery, she's there, she's painting the stork on the wall. The Their paint buckets together spell the name Simser, S-I mm-hmm. as in India, M as in Mary, S-E-R. Um, Simser is actually the name of a Marvel storyboard artist. What's his full name? I uh, don't know. I want to say Peter. You want to say Peter. It's Jeremy. Right. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Simpson. Um, Jeremy he's a he's a storyboard artist in WandaVision, um, as well as Doctor Strange and a lot of other places. And his other previous works include storyboards for The Flash, Supergirl, Heroes, Reborn, Deadpool 2, and Amazon's The Boys. This man stay on a comic book so show, this right? Man stay in the comic book <laughs> show. <laughs> knows exactly man, Yeah, he knows where his bag is at. Like. Right. <laughs> He probably draw the ill panels. Way. If he had storyboard artist, yeah. the panels are probably sick. I always thought that was so cool. Like, you know, to like, especially like if you um, for example, if you're an artist that works at Pixar, sometimes like they, they'll put you into the story, like, or a character will mm-hmm. resemble, you know, other artists or, or voiceover persons or whatever. I just think it's so cool to watch a show or a film and see pieces of you like beyond just like if you wrote things but like yeah. literally like seeing physical pieces or callbacks or whatever to you i think that's really awesome mm-hmm. um something i just yeah. did not pick up on because i'm an idiot uh westview is wandavision wv like westview wandavision oh, wv yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. simple um the music in this episode the monkeys all right first of all i love the fucking monkeys as a kid they used to once again replays you know um what's the word reruns like they would you know they would run the monkeys show from the 70s like after school it'd be on every day you know monday wait this music group had a show a tv show yes that's the other thing right the monkeys had a tv show damn they was on a tv show first and then they became a music group i'm not sure this is before my time i don't know i don't i I have no clue on that idea i don't know How it actually worked. I know the monkeys never got respect as a music group for having this TV show. And they had enough episodes where they were in uh, syndication Monday through Friday after school. So they had a lot of shows. But they were playing themselves in a TV show. Was this like NSYNC getting a TV show or something like that? Yes. But uh-huh. also I think it's like, I feel like it must have been like NSYNC getting a TV show after having one song or something. You know what I mean? Because it didn't, it felt like the monkeys did not get respect. But they're a dope band. You know, as you hear this song, Daydream Believer. A really dope song about dreams and everything that plays as Geraldine lands and wakes up. But mm. the monkeys is just an ill reference because they had a TV show where they were playing themselves in a TV show. Okay. And, and it was just- a great show. Like, man, it was it's so weird to me because like as a kid, you know, we were growing up watching this, and it was like at that point, like damn near a 20-year-old show, and we loved it. You and know, so they were playing themselves. Yep. So I think they were so. playing themselves. They were being watched on a TV show like WandaVision. Boom, boom, and boom. What's the song that they're playing? What's, what's Daydream the... Believer. Daydream Believer. Again, yes. com- a bunch of calls to dreams and reality and things not being what they seem and all that. Mm-hmm. All of that. Also, real quick, another song uh, Wanda was singing that, Sokovian Lull- Lullaby. Uh, there were no lyrics to it because she's singing in a made up language, I guess, <laughs> on the. Subtitles are just like scenes in Sokovian. Scenes in Sokovian, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cries in Spanish. Yeah, yeah cries uh, in Spanish. Um, yeah, so that is generally the whole overview of episode three of WandaVision. Do you have any predictions for episode four? 
Well, one, we're going to get into the 80s. So yep. we're going to have the 80s looks and the 80s outfits. And it looks like they're going to do the house from Married with Children. I think the color is going to be toned down because you know how they said, you know, this is now in color and they're using like 70s Technicolor. Mm-hmm. But it's very exaggerated Technicolor. Yeah. It's super saturated. I think it's going to fall back a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's going to fall back. There's been so many little things that they've done. You know, like I someone pointed this out on a video in the first one when it went to black and white in the very first when the Marvel intro is coming up, you know, and all the Marvel mm-hmm. heroes are being shown and all the past stuff. Mm-hmm. The Marvel heroes start turning the black and white, and then the sound compresses to like an old TV sound, like a like a lower uh, uh, frame rate, big and, rate, yeah. And then they did that again. That one last one we didn't even talk about was uh, when Geraldine gets thrown out of the world. It, the aspect ratio switches from three four an old yeah. television aspect that ratio, small square, the small square to sixteen by nine, the widescreen aspect ratio. Right. It's it's interesting because I watch I've been watching the show on my iPhone. Mm. And then, you know, and I'm watching it horizontally, but it's this little tiny square. And I and I and oh. I was like, okay. So I'm like and so I realized it right away. I was yeah. like, Oh, they're playing with aspect ratios from, yep. you know, back in the day. And then it would fill out on your iPhone yeah, to the widescreen. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that's catch. Dope. That's dope. Yeah, and that's and that's showing you that the widescreen because the widescreen sixteen by nine is what we see all Marvel mm-hmm. films in. So that's the Marvel world. Right. While this other world she's created is this three by four television world. All right. Even though technically time is not passing here, I, I wonder again, like, because there's going to be a point where they're in the Halloween costumes, right? So is the next episode going to be the Halloween costume situation? I mean, because wasn't I was those bad on it? The eighties. That's the, the, and the, the costumes like, look mad eighties, right? Wasn't that like, for example, that 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 recognizable red um, Scarlet Witch costume? Wasn't that from the eighties? Yes, and in fact, I think the house they're in isn't Married with Children, but at that point, at least might be, because Married with Children might be 90s, because that's like beginning of the 90s. So the 80s house, I think, is the Who's the Boss house, where she comes out in the middle stairway in her costume. Okay, so, okay, so that's probably going to be the situation then, like... Like I said, even though like time is supposedly not passing, but it seems like they're they're moving forward in in terms. Because what when we first started the show, they were in, it was August, mm-hmm. and it was at least the summertime. So then that yep. would have made episode one August, episode two would have been September, episode three would be October, and then Halloween. But yeah, yeah. I think that's about right because and that should be a good one then because that's the episode where Adnis says the line to him about "No, you're dead. Mm. You are." Yeah, because she's dressed up in a witch outfit. Mm. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on all that. But as far as any other thoughts about what we're gonna see, I don't know. No. Um. Yeah. Again, this goes back to what we said at the very beginning. Like, yeah, I get people feeling like, yo, you know, where's the story? Where's this going? Um. But I, I, I mean, we know for a fact that at least the last two episodes is going to get real heavy in terms mm-hmm. of action and things like that. But I think. We need this setup right now. Like yes. it, it, it may feel like it's not going anywhere, but I, but I think we're we're gonna get to an inflection point very quickly. Yeah, I think episode four, a lot of things are gonna be happening. You know, you're gonna have these two kids already gonna be at least you know five, six, seven, eight years old. Everything's going on. Visions, you know, definitely not gonna keep falling for the rewind trick. <laughs> Something has to happen with the beekeeper. Geraldine's out there letting people know what's going on in there if they don't know already. Because remember, they have been watching these episodes. Yeah, are they going to you know? send her back in, or can she get back in? I don't can know how she? she got in in the first place. The helicopter somehow, but yeah, how did the helicopter get through? 
How but did the, also do if if the dude is a sword agent, if he is just a sword agent coming up from underground because there's a field around above ground and you got to go underground, why are there bees down? There? Yeah, I don't know. Well, the only thing I could think of is just in terms of how Geraldine Monica got there in the first place, could it be because with Carl, excuse me, Wanda was sleeping? So she was at least she was not as on guard about protecting this bubble. And remember, she she can't we thought maybe she got dropped in some random helicopter that turned into a toy. But like how else how do, how again, how did you get in there in the first place? How do you get out? One last thing when she gets thrown out the red uh, reality warping energy is crackling around her body mm-hmm. when she lands. Is this mm-hmm. the debut of Captain Marvel right here? Is this how she gets the powers? I, I don't know. I, I hope. I, I, listen, I just, um, I'm just at the end of the day. I really like the series. I like mm-hmm. what they're doing with it. I like, as you said earlier, how different it is from the other approaches. And I don't mind watching this every week to find out more. Nope. Nope. And hopefully and, you're enjoying this every yeah, week. Yeah, we hope you don't mind listening to us every week. If you're here, you obviously don't mind. In fact, you enjoy it. So we appreciate you for that. Please make sure if you are not already, you could probably do it again on multiple levels, but <laughs> subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us at For All Nerds. We're everywhere, like SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. Um, if you want to also assist us in our journey to being the best in geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color, you can help us out at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash for all nerds, where you can become a financial member of the fan fam team. And as a member of the fan fam team, you get exclusive rights. You get some special gifts. We we actually just gave a new gift to our group there. Can't tell you what it is, but we did. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and, and we have, you know, we have chats with you directly. We have some cool stuff going on there. You can also support us by going to our T Public page. This is the page or our store where I got have this cool shirt here. Our Inclusion is Revolution shirt. Ben on me has the incredible Nawi design, which has actually got taken down. So might have know, to come back. Don't, don't, we might, don't we'll probably yeah. we'll try to sneak it back up there. But um, you can hit that Would it up. Would be African at, Warrior shirt? Yes. <laughs> That's why I just think they took it down because of the name. But yeah. um, you can find that tpublic.com slash stores slash for all nerds. You can get some cool designs there, including the for all nerds logo T. Um, and you can get it on a bunch of, of items. Like he has the mug, I have this sweatshirt, comes in t shirt, comes in a phone case, everything. Everything Whatever you can think you of need. is there. We Pillows, it. we got it. Um, and as usual, you know, we, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to leave ratings, tell a friend to tell a friend, share, comment on our page. We want to hear what you think. Do you think our theories are sound? Do you think they're bogus? What do you think? We want to hear from you. Yes. Please hit us up on all the socials at for all nerds on Twitter, on Instagram with all your theories. Make sure you watch us on youtube.com slash for all nerds and at Twitch too. Yes, and then of course the twitch.tv slash for all nerds where we are doing our live broadcast. You see this video live every Monday at 3 p.m. Monday at 3 p.m. Make sure you check us out. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Oh, damn. I think I got a meeting tomorrow, but we'll figure that out. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. We'll be on there one way or the other. Keep us there. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have a suggestion for the name of this MCU, not just WandaVision, but MCU in general 
from the perspective of people of color podcast hit us up once again twitch twitter instagram wherever at for all nerds hit us up and let us know because as you see right now we still are a podcast with no name